this is, this is exciting because this is the foundational core of, the, of, of following Jesus. And I want to give you uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. Last week we talked about tithing. This week we're going to talk about what happens when we shift God to be first off the top. What happens? It's a, it's a secret. It's a secret if you don't know, but me and Nate were saying it's not really a secret. It's only a secret if you don't know. So today we're going to reveal that, but it's going to be good. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six through eight. Paul says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. That's so good and so relevant. For God loves a cheerful giver. He's saying if you don't give out of your heart, then the giving's not going to help you because God desires a cheerful giver, not a grudgeful giver, not a pressured giver, not a compulsive giver, but a giver who gives out of the, the abundance of their heart out of joy, God loves a cheerful, super important giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly for this so that in all things, at all times, everybody say all times, it's all inclusive. There's nothing left out when the word word all is in there. All times having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God says, when you sow into my harvest, my harvest is so big You can never utilize what I've got for you. And you'll become cheerful in the process because not only as you cheerfully give into my kingdom, you will desire to cheerfully give it to others to draw them to the kingdom. And that's how it works. We say in this culture, um, pay it forward. God says, pay it forward. My title today is The Secret to Joy. I always thought joy was like an old church person word. In my 20s, I never used the word joy. I've got the joy, joy. Like, like I felt like that was an old word, Cindy. You know what I mean? And now I use it because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it back then. I just thought it was a word. But joy is the nucleus of our, our being in Christianity. Cheerfulness, generous, and radical at that. Not lukewarm burning hot with joy through generosity. And so now, today, we're going to talk about the secret to joy, defining joy, because you can gain a lot of stuff in this world, but it won't bring you joy forever. It is cool when it's brand new. It's cool when it's brand new and it smells good for a minute, or it's really cool when you get like the house and you do the front really fancy and you're like, ooh, this is going to be good. And then you forget to look at the house the next 10 years. You know, anybody else been through that? Like, let's do this. And they're like, what was the point of that? It strictly does nothing except impress other people. Now, I'm not saying build it out of sticks and twigs, but we don't want the three little pigs and the wolf coming around. You, you can use some brick. I'm not saying don't brick the house. I'm saying when you, get, when you get too carried away with how it looks, you'll find you don't look at it anyway. You don't look at that thing anyway. And you use one room in that thing out of all of 
the rooms, use the one or the two. That's the reality of it. The secret to joy. Yesterday, the church ladies um, and several helped plan this. Thank you to everyone. Gave Michelle an amazing baby shower. Give it up for Amanda, Jen, Sarah, Dawn, everybody. <laughs> Tina, there's, there's others. So if I don't say your name, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I just can't remember. They put together this baby shower, and it was just so, so cool. Cindy, you were there. And um, it's weird because this is our fifth child, but it's been so long that it's like the first one again. Not that the other three after the first were different, but it was different because they were right after the next. I mean, heck, she was like pregnant while the first one was still just in diapers crawling and on, on you know, powdered milk. And so it got to become like um, we're used to it. But then there was a break. And then I don't know if, does anybody remember the sermon where we announced the baby? Like it was cool, you know, because it was a miracle. Because that was it. There was no more kids coming. And we, we wanted a fifth, believe it or not. Yes, we did. And uh, we gave up a couple years ago, got rid of everything weeks before she turned up pregnant. And so this baby is really a miracle. And so the shower was just special because it, 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 sh it colored the miracle experience. And Michelle was telling me about the shower and the presence of God was so strong when she got home to tell me, I was breaking down, holding back tears because I could feel the presence that was among you ladies in this shower. And that's powerful. That's better than any, any, any gift, though we thank you for those. That's better than any, any pacifier, any, any diaper. Like that is powerful because what, what you did was you highlighted God's glory in the process. You gave it back to God is what you did. And so I wanted to first say thank you for putting that together. That was awesome on behalf of me and Michelle. Thank you for, for loving us that way. But the, what I really wanted to share after that today was what I did while you all <laughs> were at the shower. I went to the bar. What? The juice bar. The juice bar? Why is that funny? And I said, what do you got? And they bring out this glass little tube and they put it on a the counter. They call it a shot. Don't hate on me. I said, what is it? It's a wellness shot. I said, give it to me. Do I take this home? What do I do with this glass bottle? It's like a potion, okay? And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a little bit ignorant to juice bars, though I'm so thankful you've turned up in Lake St. Louis because I've really wanted one of these in person that I could go to and be totally organic and whole and, and GMO and whatever, G, whatever it's GM, GM something. Anyway, and, and, and so I was like so grateful, but it was like so organic in there. It's so pure. And, and I said, Michelle, I'm going to love this place because I really have wanted one. So she, she, she puts it on the table. I said, what do I do? Is I take the glass bottle home or bring it back? She goes, you can take it. I said, what do other people do? She's like, they just drink it right now. I said, give it to me. Whew. Whew. That's good. Huh? What's in that, cayenne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it burned, but it was good. And so then, then that was just a warm-up, you know. Then I said, give me your best smoothie. I said, what's your favorite to the young lady? The green one. Okay, give me the green smoothie. And then while she's making up my green smoothie, the owner comes and puts something else on the counter. Bam! It's a little orange cup. 
I said, what do I do with that? Is that part of the wellness shot? She goes, no, that's just extra. It's on the house. It's a detox. I said, am I going to pay for this later? That's what I did. I said, am I going to pay for this later? She said, you might. I said, give it to me anyway. So I drank it and it was amazing. It's called the detox. What's that place called? Huga. I said, Higgy? No, it's Huga. Lake St. Louis, Meadows Mall. Check it out. So I take the detox, I take the wellness shot, and then I finally get my green smoothie, and there's like, I think pistachio in it? I made a video, I said, usually chunky is not a word you want to describe a drink, but this one, it was good. So it was amazing, I'm going back, check it out, so good. But I came home, I was like batching it. I was like shooting basketball in the driveway by myself. Like, who does that? Like, like I'm a preacher, like, shouldn't I be doing something with the Bible? You know, and, and it was just such a moment, Vincent, of joy. It's not that I didn't love my kids or, or anything. I was so happy for them, but there's such joy in going to this place and getting my drink and driving home and then just being alone for an hour. So, so like that was a, a secret revealed that God said, God, see how simple it is that you can find joy. And so I told Michelle, this is, this is my new place. I'm going to go here like once a week. This is a secret to my joy is this Huga bar. So good. They got toast with avocado. They've got, they've got little, little protein balls that are, you know, probably overpriced, but, but everything else is really good. But you can try it anyway if you want to be, you know, impulsive, get your green on. We're talking about the secret to joy. And I thought I'd give you a little secret to my life as the shower went on yesterday. Last week, we talked about the importance of tithing and how it's a test. God gives us. Look to your neighbor, tell him it's a test. To let him know he has complete control of our hearts, which in turn gives him complete control of the purpose we are able to achieve as we walk faithfully according to his word. As we walk faithfully according to his word. But I believe today God wants to show us so much something today so much greater than money can buy. God will take our worldly possessions and flip them to glorify heaven. As we give away everything of ourselves, God fills up our cup into an abundance so great we forgot we ever lost something. In fact, we recognize we only gained something. When we thought we were losing something, we're like, wow, we gained the world. That lady gave me the detox for free. I didn't, even, I didn't even ask for it. She just gave it to me. You know how cool that was? It's like, you're just going to give this to me? Why would you give to me? Because she's trying to build a relationship. She's trying to show that they want to spread the seed that they're trying to plant. What does she do? She gave me a sample. Is anybody giving samples of God out today in the community? Are they worried about running out? Are they out there giving samples? A detox. Some people need a spiritual detox, let me tell you. They drink that thing and they might have some spiritual tummy troubles for a minute. But when God cleans that thing out, they can be good as new. What a visual. Sorry about that. But maybe we've been searching for God to answer something sitting right at our feet. It's right in front of us. And God wants to share with you today the secret to joy. 
There's two frames of mind when you look at faithfulness, family, life, work. There's necessity versus the nurturing mindset. Necessity says, I got to do it. I have to do it. Even when I don't want to do it, it's a, it could be a chore because it's necessity. The nurturing mind says, I get to do it. I want to do it. And when I do it, growth happens because when you nurture something, what does the baby do? The baby grows because you nurture the baby with the milk. Versus when I have to feed the baby and I'm only around that little thing when she comes because I have to be and I have to change the diaper, the baby's going to probably stay an infant forever and God's going to punish me for not changing enough diapers, for not nurturing the baby. That was a joke. She'll still grow. She'll still grow. Do you know my dad has never changed a diaper? I just had to shout that out. My dad has never changed a diaper. Come on, give it up for Dan. That's incredible. He's got like 2,500 grandchildren. He's like one of the guys of the Old Testament. He's got so many grandchildren, he's never changed a diaper. Anyway, I love you, Dad. I've changed a few, including my niece, Brittany, who'll be back next week, who's 31 now. Sorry, Brittany, but I've changed your diapers when I was 12. TMI, PJ. We're talking about the viewpoint of necessity versus nurturing. One grows us, one keeps us the same. One is an obligation, one is passionate. When I believe in something, my outlook changes regarding what the sacrifice looks like. When it's a necessity, my outlook is kind of flatlined. When it's when there's passion and I'm and I'm and I see that God is nurturing something, the sacrifice becomes uh, joy because it's not work no more. It doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel that way. I mean, it's work. Being faithful takes work, but there's joy in being faithful when you see God nurturing the thing you're being faithful, which is him in your walk with him. He'll see you growing your children in a different direction, Mike, like we were talking. He'll see you, he'll, see you, he'll do things around you to show that you're nurturing this, this baby inside of you and your spirit that's growing. And so the secret to joy is first realizing that you want to be a, in a nurturing relationship with God, not a necessity. Now, he is a necessity, but it should be more than that. That not only is he a necessity, but I have to be nurtured by God, and I have to give this away, what he's giving me, because it is so good that I can't hold on to it. The two, the, 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 the two fish and the five loaves is so good, I can't, I can't hold on to this. I got to break it up and have leftovers. You see what I'm saying? You know who did that? Jesus did. Necessity versus nurturing. And when we start sacrificing for our family, our church, in a way that is nurturing, you will start seeing God reveal potential. You'll see people showing up that you didn't know heard about the word. You'll see, you'll see things changing. You'll see lives being blessed around you because you started sowing Nate, sowing that seed into others. That's nurturing. Necessity is important. It sustains, but recognizing nurturing is what elevates it into a new thing. It's what grows the baby. It's what grows the baby. And the joy is found in the midst of that sacrifice with your walk with God. It's like a job versus a career. When I think of a job, 
it's a necessity. When I think of a career, it's nurturing. You see the difference? One is I'm passionate to take, take a path and grow in the experience. The other one is just to pay the bills check to check and live that way. God wants to be more than just a necessity of your life. He wants you to nurture that relationship and, and go big, radical, be radical. Was it Wayne's World? I don't remember when I first heard that word, maybe late 80s. Radical, dude, radical, bro. Like, Jesus wants us to be radical with everything because that, that freaks people out in a good way. What is wrong with them? They really care. They really care. That shower, that was radical. That's radical faith. That's a, that's, a, that's a nugget to what the church represents. That's why it was so good and so powerful. And I guarantee you, people that were visiting that thing were touched by God. Love it. Necessity versus nurturing. Because the secret in finding joy is when God reveals purpose. But God can't reveal purpose until you start nurturing your walk. Purpose is often not come by in an easy, joyous way. But the way to joy is through purpose. It's in purpose. And it's on purpose. God did it on purpose that you'll find it in purpose. By nurturing. And your purpose will then shape and shift your intention of why you go why you praise, why you pray, why you share. Everything about your Christian faith changes by you recognizing your purpose. I thought it was so good in verse 7. He says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful Giver, because if you don't give out of the goodness of your heart, it's not out of purpose. If it's going to be out of purpose, it's got to be pure and out of here. And if it's just under pressure because my neighbor did it, or my neighbor did this, or, or uh, I just want to not stand out, that's a good start. But that needs to shape into a nurturing, purpose-driven, Rick Warren, life. Because that's how you'll find joy in this battle you know we're in a spiritual war? There's swords and weapons flinging all over the place, yet there's joy in the middle of the battle because God wins. God is good. God said, I'll reap what I sow, Vincent. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. If we hold on to the few seeds we got in our pocket, the harvest will never come. We got to plant them things. Give it away. Give it away. Just takes one seed, pun intended. Takes one seed to change the world. Your purpose will reveal itself because y'all got one. We've all got a purpose. God, God designed our blueprint before we were ever conceived. God designed our blueprint before humanity met the world. But we find our purpose through this process, through an unconditional 
relationship with God like he has for us, and then we do that to others, and God will start showing you things. That's the secret to joy. In 2018, we, maybe it was 2019. 2019, I'm always off by one. Everything I do, I'm off by one. Serious. 2019, we started serve days. And some people have said, hey, I like those. Why aren't we doing those? The pandemic, that's why. Because we're going to keep doing them. And we want to do them. And we had some schedule. We actually canceled. But we had to get through the pandemic of 2020 and scale things back. And we're just getting back into our first serve this fall for Thanksgiving, it's just a food drive. It's not really a served day, it's a, it's a food, we're gonna start collecting food for a drop off. The same place in 2019, we did actual serve day where we went on property and sorted food, collected food, helped deliver it. And it was super awesome. Was anybody there for that? Cameron, I know you were there. Dawson's and, I mean, uh, Lori Dawson and uh, Michael. Sebastian were there, mom and dad were there. It was cool, wasn't it? It was cool. And what felt so insignificant um, to me, like, it's just a served day, is the bond that formed through the process. Now we want to do it again. And we've done a few others. One time we mulched, what was that park? Nost Park. They said we set the record for any church to mulch that park. We moved how many yards of dirt? Like 30 yards? It's 100 yards. Let's just keep raising the number, Mike. Because here's why. This is why this, this right here is special. I want y'all to, to listen to this right here. The reason we killed it with the yards is because we put our passion into what we were doing. We said, we're not going to leave any on the ground. They said, we're not used to somebody coming in and really going after this mulch. I said, this is a mission. What do you mean? They used to people just kind of, hey, flinging some shovels. Okay, where's my coffee and donuts? No, we actually wanted to get that mulch off that parking lot, Mike. Ready? Right? We didn't like it that there was leftovers. And we just thought that was the normal thing. But, but what happened is they saw something in us way back then. That was 2018, I think. Maybe that was summer 2019. And so what I'm saying is when people see that difference, they get nurtured. That's giving greater. It's giving greater than what's lukewarm. I'm giving red hot. I'm talking radical generosity with your life. People are starving for that. They need you. They need that kind of love in their life. They need that hug, even when it's weird. Except don't get too close if they're like, you know, they might think you're a stalker. But once you know them and you can give them a, give them a high five or a hug or something, tell them you love them, tell them Jesus loves you. Like, they need nurturing like you did and do and I do. That's the difference. That's how God shows us purpose. And we're gonna have a bunch of other serve days in the future, don't you worry, it's gonna be good. It's on the list of things. But when I look at serving as a priceless piece of joy, we had someone pregnant out there shoveling. Danny, Danny was out there pregnant. We're like, maybe you shouldn't do this. She's in the heat. I mean, it was hot summer, June, shoveling. That's awesome, serving, doing something for God. So good. I just thought of that. I would not let Michelle be shoveling right now because I'm a protective husband and dad, and, but she would do it anyway if she felt like she could because she's, she's in charge of her. That's good.
um, it becomes priceless to you. This experience becomes priceless to you. Serving becomes priceless to you when you realize it's through God's purpose for you to serve. I definitely didn't grow up thinking about that. I never served, never volunteered, never did a thing in church. I thought, why would I do that? I thought it was about going to church <laughs> until I started one. And I realized the only way to go to church is to be the church. And I really had two different perspectives of what that was. I went from an attender to a missionary in the local community. And that's what we are. That's what 1C Church is. It's a mission. You'll find success based on your willingness to be used for all things. If you feel heavy, worn out, there's no joy in this, remember your purpose. Remember grace leads the way. Grace got you here. And grace will take you there. And when you're feeling that flat, because we're all going to have those moments where the passion fizzles, remember that grace leads the way. Grace got me here physically through my car. And grace got me here through Jesus Christ on the cross. God so loved the world. What did he do? Did he keep? He gave everything. I mean everything. The Bible says there's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. Everything. Jesus laid down his life for us. That's given greater than we can even imagine. That is the epitome and pinnacle of giving right there. It's to give your life. So Jesus says, I'm going to take the literal death for you so that you can take the spiritual death for me. And that you can now make your life a ransom for what I made my life a ransom for you. So when I ransomed you on the cross, now you can ransom spiritually into the world and find others who need resurrection. That's good. That's preaching. That's the mission. Don't let the mission get numb to your ears, people, because it's alive and well. And until you hear it, you can't apply it. And God says, if you don't hear with the spirit, you're not going to hear nothing. It's like darts penetrating hard skin. But if you hear in the spirit, you'll get your joy back. Amen. Grace gives cheerfully, radically. When I grasp grace, my desire to be cheerful in all I have, in all my abundance, will start pouring out of me, and I will start giving, and I will start shouting about something that people think I'm crazy, but you know that God knows that he's touched you because you did something bigger than yourself. And even what the world thinks, it doesn't matter. And so you'll start wanting to shout for Jesus and praise God and give him glory and do all these things. And people think that's weird. It's because they don't hear and see in the spirit. And until they do, they're going to think you're weird. But I think it's good to be weird because somebody needs somebody weird in their life today to know that the way they're living is not the right way. So wake them up with your weirdness and bring somebody to the Lord. And watch God make them weird too for Jesus. It's only weird because it's different. That's what weird means is different. We don't want to be a bunch of clones. We want to be different. That's why we bump the subs. We want to be different. 
We want to get your attention. That's why the pastor has such awful dance moves. We want to be different. Actually, probably most pastors have bad dance moves. Maybe mine's not that bad, but (laughs) the point is grace got us here and grace has taken us there. It's taken us there. The secret to real joy, church, is in giving and they can't be separated. You can go home today and say, well, God said this and I got this and I guess, and God said there is no separating because when I went to the cross, I am telling you, there is no separation between a giving heart and a joyful spirit. It is all one and they can't be separated. If you take out one, you take out both. So God says, go bigger, give greater. Let's be a radical church. If you could stand with me this morning. You know, Israel was defeating large armies. We said this before church, not by volume, by their faithfulness. God has a way to take the the underdog church into the next dimension. And he's doing that because of faithfulness. So I'm telling you church, when you really do it, you really do it. I'm telling you like for real, you really do it. God is gonna multiply something so big you'll be left with your jaw hanging going, man, why did I wait so long? Why did I wait so long to give my whole life to this mission? Quit waiting. What if tomorrow don't happen? You can't keep waiting like that. Tomorrow might not happen. This is not a game. This is not about what my neighbor thinks I am. This is about what God knows I am. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference and at the end of the day when God counts the hairs on your head in the book of knowledge in life up in heaven at the door he's gonna know good and faithful servant from the from the one who waited don't wait don't wait we thank you God for your grace we thank you that you're willing to go all in and love us transparently love us so much that you told us the truth when it hurts because we need that I need that Lord I need that kind of love in my life we need that kind of love as the church God we need to we need to know that you have never left you have always been there and you are standing at the gates waiting to draw us closer through a greater experience than we yet to even know what that looks like and so we're gonna maximize everybody say maximize we're gonna maximize this opportunity that you put gold in our lap and we're gonna maximize this golden opportunity with 1C Church and watch it multiply because we're not gonna be lukewarm we're gonna be red hot and we're gonna be radically generous as a church and show the community this is different this is heaven sent this is the mission and this is what God has called to do to this world is bring people back to the flock and so God that's what we're gonna do we're gonna keep pushing we're headed into red October baby we are thankful we're gonna cover this community in one seed red in October and y'all don't know we're gonna hexadecimal red this community and freak some people out for the name of Jesus we're thankful God let us be weird in your name you were a gangster for the for the kingdom and we're gonna be a gangster for you too God you were a weirdo when you when you were hanging out with the sinners and you were doing all this stuff and they thought you weren't churchy enough and you weren't spiritual enough and God says I'm the real deal that stuff isn't real that's what I need that's what I need says the Lord God we're thankful for that truth and we're gonna carry it forward and we're gonna be joyful 
generous, and we love you, God. And we praise you now. And if the house of God can say, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's